Welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trimble, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex Trimble, and this is the Executive Bill Podcast. As you know, this show, along with all of our speaking, coaching, and consulting services, are laser-focused on helping organizations prepare high-performing leaders from all backgrounds to successfully transition to and excel in VP and senior VP level positions. And if you and your organization are serious about developing diverse and highly effective executive leadership teams, then one, you're in the right place, and two, I encourage you to visit us at gpsleadership.org or reach out to us at team at gpsleadership.org so we can discuss how we can work together to help you reach your organization's leadership development and culture elevation goals. And the executive pill is now one of the top 5% most popular shows in the world. And this didn't happen by accident. It was you who made this happen and it will be you who determines the continued success of this show. So please, please, please do us a favor. If you enjoy this content, if you're learning, if you're growing, if you want this to keep going, I need you to do me a favor. Please click that like button, click the share button, subscribe, and make sure you share your comments and questions in the comment section because that allows us to not only engage with you and continue the conversation, but also it allows other people to say, wow, I didn't think about this point. That's a great question. So it makes you look good too. So <laughs> this is going to get that. Um, and finally, uh, I'm super excited that my new book, The uh, Relationships That Work, Four Simple Steps to Building Intentional Connections in Business and in Life is now available to purchase on Amazon. If you are interested in becoming a uh, senior level leader, if you're interested in navigating your career and being able to provide for your family, if you're interested in gaining influence in the, res- in the response responsibility and the and the access to make sure your programs and projects are successful that I'm telling you this is the book you need to purchase please 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 look. you can find the link in the subject below and description below and again it's relationships that work four simple steps to building intentional connections in business and in life and with no further ado let me say today is a good day See, today we have the awesome, the wonderful, the always magnificent (laughs) Miss Roseanne Carnice. I'm joking. It's Carnice. We had a whole joke. (laughs) I I love how you're nice. You're not mean. (laughs) I am not. I am not. Just my last name, you know, it's to scare people. (laughs) <laughs> just scare people. <laughs> We're going to talk about leadership and how to scare people. Um, so Roseanne currently serves as a site engineering director at Constellation, at a, as a site engineering director at Constellation Energy Corporation, and has had over 17 years of nuclear experience with a diverse background of technical and leadership experience. Um, look, prior to her current position, Roseanne um, was the nuclear fuels director of Core Design, where she was responsible for, for providing direction and oversight of nuclear core design for Constellation, formerly Exelon, um, nuclear fleet of 21 nuclear plants. This is crazy. So uh, Roseanne is committed to... Uh, 
to influencing strategic development of women and advocating for the advancement of high potential diverse future leaders. And this is why we have her on the show today. How are you doing today, madam? I am excellent and I am super happy to be here. I'm actually honored and humbled um, to to be part of your show and I've I've heard your podcast. Um, I had the chance of meeting and hearing you speak when we were together at NEI in DC earlier in the year and uh, I'm happy to to be here with you today. So it's awesome. Well, that's all I need. Let's wrap this up. Um, <laughs> Look, we had so much fun. I had to bring you on. We had to do this. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to have to let Carla know that we were able to connect again for sure. Oh, please do. Please do. Yes, Carla's Um, my girl. Love her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I have to ask you a question. Um, uh, Before we got rolling, you you mentioned something that I want to continue now on. You you talked about, you talked about, you, you told me that, you have taken a number of risks in your career um, that have led you to 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 where you are now. Um, I'd like to begin with asking you, like, what were some of those risks, and do any of those risks have anything to do with that um, that party trick I told you, uh, I was told that you know how to do? Like, um, you go into a room, people turn off the lights, and you glow. Um, <laughs> is that a, like a nuclear thing, or like how, how do we? <laughs> No, no, no nuclear glow going on here. I think it it actually just comes with um, all every risk you take, right? You, it's not. It doesn't mean you're not scared shitless. If, sorry if I can't curse on here. Oh, please do. It doesn't mean that you're not scared, and it doesn't mean that you're not you know doubting yourself or your capabilities. It means that you're going to just t- put one step forward and move the it's the hardest part is taking that action, right? And in, in, in moving forward. Um, but every time you do that, you build up that confidence. So I think that's probably where the glow comes from, but no, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just share, you know, if, if, uh, since you posed the question, if I could kind of start back at yeah. the beginning, if you don't mind, um, you know, I grew up outside of Chicago, suburb of outside of Chicago, very diverse community, um, working collar, blue, blue collar, working class. Um, you know, I was the first person in my immediate family to go off and get a, you know, secondary education, go to college. Um, and it was when I was deciding where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do, I've, I've always been interested in math and science. Um, my high school guidance counselor actually discouraged me from going into like a STEM field. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to do it anyway. So I went yes. to Purdue and uh, studied nuclear engineering. And and through my studies at Purdue, I was able to connect with some people in the industry and uh, actually was fortunate to get a internship at Exelon at the time. It was Exelon. We're now Constellation. Um, and uh, and and when I graduated, I was you know, I had an offer my senior year of college. So I'm like sitting back like, hey, I'm good. I just have to graduate. And everybody else, you know, all my friends are still like trying to like get their resume out there and get a job. But, um, you know, I so I graduated, moved back to um, the Chicagoland area and started working at LaSalle Station as a reactor engineer. And I'll tell you at the time. So this is, you know, 17 plus years ago, um, you know, it's still a very male dominant field in nuclear, but even more so back then, um, you walk into the plant and it's, you know, 
it, it's all male um white white males that are kind of running the running the site and uh one of the very few females on on site and that's intimidating um and so i had fortunately i had some really strong female role models in the company at the time um and was able to uh to leverage those relationships and they advocated for me and and i'll you know i had one particular director um in particular who advocated for my very first leadership position um so i was able to move into that position relatively early in my career i had only 10 years of experience before i became a people leader um and it was in a area that I had absolutely no background in. It was fuel reliability, which is um, a lot of manufacturing at the fuel vendors. Um, it, it's it's a lot of materials and chemistry. Um, so it didn't really have the technical background, but I was able to step into that position and, and really, you know, build those relationships with the team. And, um, and from there, my career just kind of took off. But every single position that I have moved into has been one where, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily the, the, the most likely candidate from like a technical background. And I was able to um, take those risks and take those challenges and, and just grow myself and kind of grow my brand as being able, you know, as being a leader who can come into a position and um, rely on the team and, and getting the most out of that team and building the potential of the team um, and not not necessarily because of my experience or, or my technical skills, but really my my people leadership skills. So um, all of that is to say, don't um, if you're feeling uncomfortable and, and you're presented with an opportunity, um, take that risk because that's how you know you're challenging yourself and pushing yourself. And, um, and, and every, every step that you take is going to build that confidence that you need to be successful. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I couldn't agree more. And I, I want to take another step. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm stuck on my brain keeps thinking about every step you take. I, I don't know why that song started. When you said that, it just keeps going. You. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to kick Wait, another are you step. Like, it, there's like a couple of versions of that song. So I don't know which one you have in your head, but I'm thinking the Puff Daddy version, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. oh, first of all, it's P. Diddy. It's, okay, it's P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's been a while thinking. since I've listened to him. <laughs> I don't think he's had anything in a while. Okay. Um, I think he manages. Sorry. We're yes, you and I. <laughs> um, so I want to take another step down that road. You said that you were able to take the risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how were you able to take the risk? Is it because you had like a, a backdrop behind you? Is it because you had like some um, um, some emotional safety that you built inside of you? Like how yeah. did how did you get yourself to actually take it? Oh, that's a that's such a good question, because I think a lot of times um, part of it is advocating for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not communicating to the people that have influence over making some of these, you know, strategic, you know, movements of people and and promoting people into positions, um, you have to advocate that that's something you're willing and open to, you know, open to do. And, and so I was very vocal, like I, so my current position, I actually, you know, as you kind of alluded to in the introduction, I left corporate 
a year ago and came back to a station, um, which was a huge leap because most of the people um, at a station have kind of grown up through the site. So they, um, you know, they naturally just kind of understand how the plant operates and, and, you know, just how the, you know, the work, the way that the workflows at a station is very different than corporate. And so coming from corporate back to a site was a huge gamble, but I was, I was very adamant that I was willing to do that. Um, I was willing to give up a lot of the flexibility that comes with a corporate position um, to go back to a station just so I could continue to hone my brand that I'm not just a, a niche mm. player in corporate. Yeah. Um, so I think it's being, you know, being an advocate for yourself, um, making sure that you are communicating what your what challenges you're willing to take and, and maybe what are some of your timeline. Like I wanted to get back to a station now because I have a huge support system at home. My husband is also a nuclear engineer, but he's a stay at home dad. He actually left the industry when we had our third daughter. Um, and so I, we are raising three children and that is demanding by itself, as you know, with your new baby um, arrival <laughs> of your new son. Um, and, and so there were some sacrifices that I made in my personal life um, with my husband willing to kind of step back, dedicate, you know, um, to the family um, that kind of opens me up to to broaden my opportunities. And so I made that I was very vocal about that, that I'm willing to go back to a station um, that I wanted to do that for my own personal growth in my career and, uh, you know, expand kind of my 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 experience level outside of corporate. So advocating for yourself um, and having those sponsors, knowing who are the right people that are in, you know, the executives in the organization that can make those moves happen and building those relationships. Um, and then just, again, it's, it's, I think, you know, it's that innate um, comfort level with putting yourself in a situation where maybe you're, you know, you don't know what's going on and you have to be vulnerable and admit like, Hey, I'm new. I'm learning. I'm on the learning curve. I'm drinking from a fire hose. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm going to get there. And yeah. these are, you know, it put those barriers in place so that you have that support system that you need. Um, so even outside of, um, you know, my family, you know, life kind of lending itself to supporting my, uh, my pursuit of this current position at the station. I have a, I have a wide network that I can kind of lean on and uh, use them to help me navigate this uh, transition to the new position I'm in now. So, yeah. You said so much. Yeah. Sorry, right, talk fast. I think that's the that's the Midwest Chicago. <laughs> talk really fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying so much in regards to like just so many like, yeah. great nuggets. So, like one of them, you said, um, "Gonna advocate for yourself," and I love what you're talking about in regards to advocating for yourself. And I want to I want to take this and an, again another step further. Not only advocating for yourself to external stakeholders, but mm -hmm. advocating for yourself for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you have 10 reasons for why you shouldn't do something, you should be advocating for yourself as what's 10 or 11 reasons why you should do something. You, you got to advocate to yourself. Don't only let those negatives um, be the, the, the person advocating on behalf on 
against yourself. You had to also be mm-hmm. your your proponent. Um, you talked about your brand and how you were very intentional with saying, hey, look, you know, I don't want to be seen in this certain light. So yeah, I may need mm-hmm. to take a size step over here or or uh, take a, a position that's less flexible over here because I'm being very intentional with my brand because I know in the long run, I want to be the CEO of, of, um, of Constellation. See, I'm plugging that for you. Um, I know. <laughs> and then, and then um, the, the, I mean, you said so much, but the other one I wanted to talk about really quickly is that you said, you talked about, oh my God. Okay. So you, so, um, you talked about, um, oh, sponsors. And I, look, everyone, mentor, I'm, I do a lot of training on mentorship, right? Mm-hmm. I do a lot of training for organizations, develop mentoring programs and how do you build effective mentoring relationships and, and how do you find the right mentor? Like mentors are extremely important if you want to be successful. Um, and, and sponsors are that next level. Like they're actually open doors for you. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I want to say this one last thing. I'd love to hear your reactions. I was talking to a, um, uh, an SVP at a Fortune 100 company just a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about some programs that we we may be running at that organization, and and they came back to me and said, "Hey, look, you know, when we first started these conversations, I told you there is this this certain process we had to go through in order to make this happen, um, and that's the formal process." But now I'm finding out that other people are not doing this process. They're just, you know, making things happen. And Mm -hmm. like, I I bring that up to say, you know, one, people, when you have the opportunity to sponsor someone, please do. Again, have that relationship, know that person, you got to have the trust. But please sponsor. Don't just pat someone on the back. Open the door for them. And two, you also have to be aware within your organization of what the formal process is and what's actually happening. Yeah. Oh, So I love that you brought up the formal process because, you know, like any big company, they, they have, you know, structures in place to make sure that they have, you know, mentor, you know, formal mentoring programs or sponsorship programs, you know, at Constellation, we have the same thing, but a lot of times those, um, while they're all well-intentioned, sometimes they feel forced, right? And, and if you're not clicking with that mentor or that sponsor, it's really not, it's really not going to it's not going to serve either of you. So um, those organic relationships that get developed from just, you know, again, taking the risk to introduce yourself, maybe it's to that executive that you have admired as far as their leadership style and and maybe some of the successes they had in their career. It's taking that risk to introduce yourself um, and, you know, maybe open the door like, hey, if you're open to it, I'd love to tell you kind of, you know, my five-year career plan, some of the things that I'm interested in, how can you help me get there? Um, but the, you know, the difference between that organic introduction and a formal program is sometimes the formal programs, it's just like, you know, they pair you up with somebody who's willing to, you know, volunteer like, hey, I'll, I'll mentor, you know, pair me up with whoever needs it. And then you, you know, you establish those, okay, let's meet, you know, quarterly and, and, um, and then it becomes, you know, like you're just checking the box, like you're meeting, you're meeting up and and you're maybe having some dialogue, but, um, you know, a lot of the, I'll say the, um, it it really does take the mentee driving what they want, like knowing exactly, okay, this is what I want to get from this person, Mm -hmm. um, and coming, preparing themselves to come to that meeting, 
you know, to make the best use of that time. But those organic yeah. introductions, I think, um, are just as valuable and probably more so because it's it's not forced and it's not like it's not like just scheduled. Um, mm-hmm. But the sponsorship, again, it's um, it's those people that when they're in the room making those decisions about who is going to be the next site engineering director, um, they are offering up those names. And usually it takes that sponsor to kind of break the the cycle of just defaulting to, okay, well, this is the natural progression. This person has been in engineering for 20 years and um, they have all the right experience check boxes. So naturally they're going to be the next, uh, you know, the next to be promoted. It takes the sponsor to kind of break that cycle of promoting based on experience and looking at who has the potential, who is this upcoming diverse candidate that really needs that sponsorship and just needs to be given the opportunity so that you can see what they can do. Um, And those sponsors are the ones that are going to bring those names to the table Mm -hmm. in the room that are making the decision. So I I think a lot of times um, while mentors are great, I can't, uh, you know, don't want to undervalue the benefit of having a mentor. It's the sponsors that are really going to help open those doors. Like you said, preach, preach, preach. I, 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 I wanted to ask you a question because you, you, you are focused on being very intentional about developing leaders who are high potential. You've talked about it a couple of times, a few times today. How do you determine whether someone is high potential? What does someone need to do in order to be noticed by the Carmine? That that is such a good question because oddly enough, I was having a um, a staffing discussion with the senior leadership team here on site the other day, and we were talking about you know um, openings that we know are going to be um, some shuffling that we know is going to happen, um, and we were talking about who would be you know kind of the likely candidates, and you know I challenged the team. It's like, well, first of all what does it take to be the next senior manager of, you know, whatever, whatever title you want to insert, what does it take to be the next senior manager? And I got kind of blank stares and it's like, well, you know, I was like, is it, is it, is it (laughs) characterized anywhere? Is there like a job description of like, these are all the things you need. Um, So I think a lot of times we, we don't articulate that. Yeah. Um, And when you don't, when you fail to do that, what happens is it becomes this subjectivity where you're just promoting either who you know or Mm -hmm. who has put in the time in that in that department, you know, and uh, and I think it creates this frustration because it's like, well, what do I need to do? Like, um, you know, I, I mean, clearly there are traits that stand out, you know, for me, some of the things that stand out are, you know, again, being willing to to learn from failure, being willing to put yourself out there and maybe take on, um, 
you know, take on a special project that is, you know, above and beyond what your your responsibilities are. Um, somebody who values developing others, um, somebody who values teaching others. Um, so there are certainly things that stand out, but I think a lot of times we we don't articulate, you know, this is what it this is what it's going to require. These are the behaviors we need. These are the things that we're looking for for this position, um, and then holding ourselves accountable to actually coaching and providing feedback so that 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 candidate with the potential is getting that feedback and ha- and and has a vision of like what do they need to to work on um for that position so i i again everything you said i love i love it so much um that that, that last piece you talked about that you know the, the difference i i had a, I had a whole rant on LinkedIn, uh, um, like a month ago. Oh, I'm so going to have to see that. Usually I see your posts. So I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> it, it was about the difference between leadership development and leadership advancement. Um, okay. Leadership okay. development is nothing more than checking a box saying, oh, we taught you this skill. Done. Mm-hmm. Leadership advancement is being very intentional saying, okay, we're going to get you, you are high potential. We're going to get you here. These are the things that need to happen in order to get you here. And if you don't get there, then that's not that's not a box checked off. Like we we, we weren't successful, and yeah. so I, I like you. T- I love that you were talking about that. And he also talked about another piece that I thought was really cool, which was, um, um, you said that many people fall into many managers fall into the situation of hiring based off of who they know or who's just been there the longest. And mm-hmm. um, everyone like, look, seriously, research bears is out. Like <laughs> I talk about this substantially in my book, Relationships at Work, is that. Most positions, 80% of positions are filled via um, the black market. What is that? Relationships. And so yeah. when those things, not only do you need to have the experience, but you should know those people because people pick who they know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's some of the, it's, that's, uh, again, my position at the station, I have a wide network outside of the station coming from corporate. I'm trying to interject that a little bit like, hey, let's not limit ourselves to, mm-hmm. you know, just this talent pool. You know, there's we're a huge company. Constellation's like over 13,000 people. We have talent all over the place and we don't. And because we're such a large company, it's hard to narrow in on, you know, maybe who has the ideal potential for this position, but maybe is just unknown um, and connecting that. So I think the more that I can bring in my wider network and like open up the possibility, like, hey, have you ever considered this person? I know them from this project. They would be amazing and 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 advocating and sponsoring through that through that channel. And, and, you know, and I'm fortunate in my position that I have some influence over that, but um, the more we can do that, the better off we're going to be in, in helping get those diverse candidates, you know, the opportunities that they need. And once they're in the door, that's really, that's then, then they're going to shine on their own. Right. Um, So it's really just getting them, getting them those opportunities up front. You you know, um, I love, uh, I love to one learn how to do a party trick, you know, glow in the dark, um, <laughs> in a safe way. Um, let's call. <laughs> but I I want to share a really quick story. So um, I still remember 
I was, um, I, I talk about this in, in the book, Relationships That Work. I was asked to serve as the international liaison for um, the U.S. Department of the Interior Secretary, International Secretary Conference, long title. Um, but I was um, I was set up to be with uh, the European delegate uh, delegation. And we were just standing there, we we're standing in this room with all these you know delegates from across the, across the world and we're waiting for the secretary. And okay. it is awkward. Like they're standing there. I'm standing there. Like they don't know what to say to me. I don't know what to say with them. And it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm young at this point. I'm probably like 25, maybe, maybe 25. And we're standing there looking so awkward. This is like last year, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I do have this baby face. So <laughs> but I do have one gray hair that's popping out. I, oh, I, that's, <laughs> <it's> on, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fatherhood. <laughs> already. Yeah, um, I want to I want to mention something about fatherhood really quick or parenthood, anyways. Um, but what ended up happening was like we we're standing there awkward, and then I was like, "Hey, um, hey, actually, I heard um, that the nuclear industry is going to try some new styles and and uh, in, in harnessing and developing energy." And da, da, da. Um, mm. what are your thoughts mm. on it? Like, I don't know much about the nuclear industry, but my best okay. friend is in nukes, right? I know okay. a little bit. Their eyes like shot open. They were smiling. And we jumped in this large conversation. Yes, they're super smart in this. I had enough information to ask questions. This relationship lasted like two years um, with these delegates because I had a little bit of information to to relate to someone. So I'd love to ask you like two questions. One, any fun facts about the nuclear industry? And then two, what are some like interesting things that you've learned over the years that's helped you build relationships? Okay. Uh, Well, I love, so, you know, I think that's a perfect example of finding that connection, right? And, and something, a common, a common interest or, or something, a a topic that you guys can connect over. So, um, so that's awesome. The, I guess some things that I could share about nuclear, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, focus on my company constellation is you know the the largest uh, clean energy provider in the US and really? um, we 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 are and we split so we used to be Exelon we split last year um, was it last year yeah year last year um, god i lost track of time already yeah so we're we've been a brand new company for about a year and um, we have you know oh, kind of a, a diverse arms of our our business we have the generation side so not only do we generate power electricity through nuclear we have hydro wind we have gas um, but then we have a commercial side and the commercial side is really going out for um, you know selling our it's the retail market like selling our actual par- power to um, you know just various industries and companies um, and and that commercial side is doing a lot of really cool things with um, I don't know if you've heard of this. We just we just secured a, a, a partnership with Microsoft, and we're trying to develop a tool that actually matches where you're getting your your energy from. So you know, like you you have energy come electricity coming into your house, right? And yeah. and providing electricity to your home. Um, a lot of businesses are moving towards, you know, carbon initiatives, right? Where they want to reduce their carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. So they'll buy credits. But the uh, 
the disconnect is that they're offsetting their carbon footprint with power that they really don't know where it's coming from. Mm. Um, and so they're taking credit for a megawatt of electricity that was uh. generated by a gas, you know, a gas plant in Texas in April, and they're offsetting their carbon footprint from July. And so they're not really matching up their megawatts. Um, so Constellation, the commercial side, has partnered with Microsoft to develop a tool that'll do time and location-based matching of, you know, okay, this megawatt coming in, it is actually from a clean energy source like nuclear. Um, so that is, that is, to me, I think that's super crazy because you don't really think about where is the electrons coming from when you think oh, yeah. about turning on your light bulb. Um, so that will help us kind of accelerate just um, – you know, uh, on the regulatory side and the federal side, like being able to actually trace back, like this is where the power is coming from a clean energy source. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll say some other exciting things on the nuclear front that Constellation is involved in is hydrogen production from nuclear energy. And what that can do is, you know, um, actually, we just had success at our Hillaby, um, one of our Hillaby gas power plants, blending hydrogen with gas so that we can reduce the amount of carbon that is um, emitted from that gas plant. Um, and so that'll that'll revolutionize, you know, decarbonizing the economy um, if we can really um, on a, a broader scale, you know, generate hydrogen from a clean energy source and then use it to reduce carbon. So. So nuclear can power all kinds of things, not only, you know, clean energy, but also trying to help some of the other industries out there that do emit carbon, reducing their carbon. I, I think I really do think that more people need to look and learn about nuclear energy. And again, I'm kind of lucky because one of my best friends is an Anukin, so we're always talking about it, but mm -hmm. there's you so have, many You have positives. that access to information. Yeah, yeah. 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 One, one of the things that, um, you know, we talk a lot about business acumen also, and I think that's something that um, aspiring leaders probably don't spend enough time developing their business acumen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of companies provide like investor relation pre presentations. Um, you know, you can go on Constellation and search investor relations and there's all kinds of material that can help you understand just kind of big picture. What are some of the market trends? What are some of the things that we're doing as a company? Um, so one way to to help, uh, you know, share with your friends out there that are curious about nuclear, what's going on? Well, um, I, I can't obviously provide the best information for everyone, but I can mm -hmm. say um, a, a source not to go to is probably the Simpsons. I, I, I would, oh, I'm going to go out on a limb and, uh, and say that they're probably not the best representation. No, no. The three eyed <laughs> fish don't exist. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but I, I think you're right. There is a, there is somewhat of a, a, per, a negative perception about nuclear, but I think that's changing. And um, so, actually that's, that's something that I, you know, as you know, we connected over the next program, which is a leadership development program through women in nuclear. And um, that was our capstone was, you know, targeting recruiting of young 
females, age of 13, um, recruiting them into STEM fields, but also helping spread, you know, the positive benefits of nuclear and kind of, you know, debunk some of the negative perception that's out there. So, so the, the see it to imagine it campaign was our, uh, was our capstone and really proud of that. Uh, I I am very interested in connecting with you, reconnecting with you now, because I want to I want to hear more about your capstone and mm-hmm. how successful it was. Um, and I know that we have to start wrapping up. I think you said that you have to um, you're going to meet with a, um, a President Biden to, to do some deals or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, you're a power player. Uh, I did want to say one thing and then you can react to it. You mentioned sure. my little boy. Um yes. Oh, yes. Your parenting. Yeah. Or parenthood. Yes. Parenthood. You know, the the thing that I've like, I think I was so more surprised about, like I've been surprised about a lot being a parent. Um, But the thing I was like most surprised about was like how quickly I became disgusting. Um, (laughs) I I remember like giving parents side eyes and they'd be like wiping stuff up with their fingers and putting on their shirt and all kind of stuff. And I was like, come on, I do better. Um, but that's so funny. The first diaper, literally in the hospital, the first diaper, like I didn't even think it was, I had boo-boo on my hand, like just like (laughs) taking care of it. Like it's, it's amazing. But it doesn't phase you, right? It doesn't. It doesn't phase you because it's your kid and you're taking care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how, um, how your uh, your threshold for what grosses you out <laughs> really it takes a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, madam, please, I want to open the floor to you again. Is there any thoughts, ideas, anything you like to share as we begin to wrap up? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I appreciate again the opportunity to have the platform just to just share thoughts around leadership, and um, you know, I think. For me, the important, most important part of my position um, is paying it forward, and I would, I love to be able to, um, you know, connect with people and help them, you know, just coach them and help them figure out what is their path, what are they looking to accomplish, and and try to open those doors for them. I. You know, I, as I mentioned, I came from a a suburb of Chicago, um, you know, didn't really have those role models. So representation matters, being able to see it um, and imagine yourself matters. And um, I think sometimes it's just helping people understand how to get from where they are to where they want to be and uh, sharing my experience so that maybe it it inspires them or or gives them the information that they need to take that first step. So, um, you know, I love the I love the work that you do and with this podcast, um, with your book and, you know, and, and just again, just being a huge champion for developing diverse leaders. I love it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's really what I wanted to just reinforce. Keep doing what you're doing. And, and Madam, you please keep doing what you're doing, um, mm-hmm. because I'm going to add on to this. Not only do 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 leaders, do ambitious um, go getters, need to have someone to to bounce ideas off of, to develop that plan, the strategy to get to where they want to be. They need to have those people in their lives because just simply seeing them mm-hmm. gives them the idea of what could be right. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. I just I love what you're doing. Thank you for being you, and please continue doing what you're doing. Thanks, um, Alex. Oh, 
Now you got me over here blushing. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, you know where I'm going with this. Um, if you found this episode helpful, if you found any advice that was shared today, if you found it, you know, like heartwarming, if you found it educational, inspiring, motivational, whatever it may be, if you if it was positive, um, please, please, please do us a favor. Don't just look back, reach back. Don't say someone else should have been here. Share the episode with them. Make sure they have this content so they can grow within their lives and their careers as well. Um, and again, please, please, please check out the book, Relationships That Work. If you've been listening, we talked about how important it is to know the right people, to have sponsors, to have mentors, to have the ability to be known when someone knows there's an opportunity. Um, Relationships That Work, that book is designed to help you do just that. As always, I encourage everyone here listening, sidestep. Thank you for everyone listening. I appreciate you again. So, as always, I encourage everyone, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumbull. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trimble, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and his speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.